Journey to Pascha, Orthodox Spiritual Reflections on Great Lent, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society of the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia. Our Daily Bread Orthodox Scripture Readings to Help Nourish the Soul A reading from Proverbs, chapter 17, verse 17, to chapter 18, verse 5, containing timeless wisdom into a range of virtues and vices. Why do goods belong to a man without discernment? for a heartless man is unable to gain wisdom. He who makes his own house lofty seeks destruction, and the one who turns away from learning will fall into evils. Let a friend be with you on every occasion, and let brethren be useful in necessities, for they are begotten for this reason. A man without discernment applauds and rejoices over himself, as also the one who gives himself a surety for his friend. He who loves sin rejoices in quarrels, and the hard-hearted man does not assemble with good men. A changeable man will fall into evils with his tongue, and a heart without discernment is grief to the one possessing it. A father does not delight in an uninstructed son, but a son with discernment gladdens his mother. A cheerful heart makes a man healthy, but the bones of a sorrowful man dry him up. The ways of a man who receives gifts unrighteously do not prosper, and the ungodly man shuns the ways of righteousness. The face of a wise man shows understanding, but the eyes of the man without discernment are upon the ends of the earth. A son without discernment is wrath to a father, and grief to her who bore him. It is not good to punish a righteous man, nor is it holy to plot against righteous princes. He who refrains from uttering a harsh word is intelligent, and the long-suffering man has discernment. Wisdom shall be imputed to a man without understanding who asks for wisdom, and anyone who holds his peace will seem to have discernment. A man seeks a pretext when he wishes to separate from his friends, but he shall be reproached at every opportunity. A man lacking understanding has no need of wisdom, for he is rather led by lack of discernment. When an ungodly man comes into the depth of evil things, he acts contemptuously, but dishonour and reproach come upon him. A word in the heart of a man is deep water, and a river and a fountain of life spring up from it. It is not good to admire the person of the ungodly, nor is it holy to pervert righteousness in judgment. Lives of Our Saints 
Saint Nikitas the Confessor. Nikitas was born in Bithynia, in the city of Caesarea. His father, Philaret, was tonsured a monk after the death of his spouse, while Nikitas remained with his paternal grandmother. After reaching maturity and completing all of his studies, Nikitas entered the monastery of Medikion, where the abbot Nikiforos tonsured him a monk. After seven years of hardship and ascetic labours, Patriarch Darasios ordained him a priest monk. Following the deaths of Abbot Nikiforos and Athanasios, Nikitas's faithful companion, the monastic brotherhood elected Nikitas abbot against his own will. For many years, Saint Nikitas was an example to his brethren of asceticism and a holy life. When Leo V the Armenian was crowned emperor after the pious Irene and the right-believing emperors Nikiforos and Michael, the iconoclastic struggle was again inflamed. The emperor deposed Patriarch Nikiforos and sent him into exile and, in his place, elevated the heretic Theodotos Caseteras, a man of impure life. Nikitas was also imprisoned and tortured, but he remained steadfast in his orthodoxy. He was led from prison to prison, suffering from hunger, thirst, chills, oppressive heat and mockery, but he did not permit himself to waver. He was particularly bothered by the laughter and scorn of a certain Nicholas. One night, Nicholas's deceased father appeared to Nicholas in a dream and rebuked him, saying, Leave that servant of God alone. From that moment, Nicholas repented, and not only did not annoy the saint anymore, but turned others away from annoying him also. When Leo the Armenian met with a wicked death, the rule of the empire was taken up by the Orthodox Emperor Michael Balbus, the Stammerer, who liberated all the Orthodox sufferers. Nikitas then withdrew to an isolated place near Constantinople, where in prayer and thanksgiving to God for all things, he spent the remaining days of his earthly life. During his lifetime, he worked many miracles through prayer. When he died, his body was translated to his monastery. During the funeral procession, many of the sick reached out and touched his body and were healed. His relics were placed next to the grave of Nikiforos, his spiritual father, and Athanasios, his companion. The great hierarch reposed in the year 824 AD. St. Paul the Sorrowful Paul was a Russian by birth. In his youth, he was enslaved by the Turks. Not wanting to deny the Christian faith or to embrace Islam, he was tortured and slain by the sword in Constantinople in the year 1683 AD. The holy martyr Ulfianus. Ulfianus was a young man from the city of Tyre. He suffered for Christ at the hands of Urban, the governor of the city of Tyre, who was also the torturer of Amphianus, celebrated on April 2nd. Finally, he was tied in a sack with a dog and a snake and was thrown into the sea. He suffered and was glorified in the year 306 AD.
Orthodox Readings and Reflections for Lent, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society. Today's reading draws on the word of Saint Seraphim of Sarov, speaking about gluttony. Why does the Orthodox Church place such an emphasis on eating during the spiritually intense Lenten period? After all, isn't food a blessing given to us by God? Jesus shared many meals with his disciples and followers. Enjoying food is not a sin. However, one can reach a point where eating becomes excessive and distorted as merely pleasure or even as a comfort. Food can even become an addiction. This is not an exaggeration considering the obesity epidemic in developed countries. The medical profession has long called for temperance. The church regards gluttony as a sin. The Holy Fathers have not given us only one single rule for fasting or one single rule for eating, because not everyone has the same strength. Age, illness or delicacy of body create many different needs. But the Holy Fathers have given us all one goal, to avoid overeating and overfilling our bellies. Saint Seraphim of Sarov states that every day we should partake of just enough food to allow the body, being fortified, to be a friend and helper to the soul in performing the virtues. Otherwise, with the body exhausted, the soul may also weaken. The Holy Fathers regard the control of the stomach as one of the early steps in the spiritual life. This is echoed by Saint Seraphim of Sarov, who said that one should not think about the doings of God when one's stomach is full. On a full stomach, there can be no vision of the divine mysteries. Saint Seraphim goes on to say that we need to learn about God in order to truly love Him. When our stomach is full to overflowing, the intellect becomes sluggish, making it difficult to learn about God. Let us take up the challenge of the fast. Let us see it as an opportunity to deny ourselves and search for the deeper meaning of things and ascribe glory to God. We conclude with the following quote from the Matin service on Monday of the first week of Lent. Come, O ye people, and today let us accept the grace of the fast as a gift from God. you've enjoyed this edition of the journey to pascha brought to you by the greek orthodox christian society be sure to subscribe on spotify or apple podcasts or visit nicknos.org at lychnos.org.au where you can find more orthodox articles talks and podcasts 
to help you on your journey this Lent towards the resurrection of our Lord.